Welcome to Sisters Inc., our podcast for and about women business owners, brought to you by Black Enterprise. I'm your host, Elisa Gums. Black women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs in America. And on every episode of Sisters Inc., we sit down with one successful CEO and share how she slays the challenges of being a Black woman in business. Today's episode is all about sticking to your values. We're chatting with Renee Manzari, the founder of Liberty Yoga, which is using the art of yoga to heal the planet through its sustainable, durable, and recyclable yoga gear. Welcome to Sisters Inc., Renee, and thanks so much for sitting down with us. No, thank you for having me. I'm so grateful for this opportunity. I know that your concern for the environment has a lot to do with where you're from and what you've seen firsthand. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, of course. So growing up in Jamaica, I witnessed firsthand the the damage that our current way of living was doing to our environment and uh, what ended up in our landfills, our oceans, and even the damage to our coral reefs. And so it was important for me to not only produce good products, but also do good for the planet. And how did you first get into yoga? Well, I started to live a healthier lifestyle after I fell ill. And uh, after I started doing yoga and buying more yoga products, I realized that uh, um, plastic products were contributing to the ongoing plastic pollution crisis. But it really started from just living a healthier lifestyle. And you had a whole professional life before um, you started this business. You weren't always an entrepreneur. How did you get the idea to merge those two passions, yoga and the environment, and to turn them into a business? Oh, wow. My background has nothing to do with yoga or environmentalism. You know, my background is actually in investment banking, working in risk management, but, uh, you know, my passion for, you know, yoga and my passion for my business really all started when I started, you know, living a healthier lifestyle and doing yoga. And uh, soon I came to realize that uh, a lot of yoga products were actually made from plastics. And so I wanted to do something different. And so I decided to create a brand of yoga products that were both biodegradable and easily recyclable. And that's how Liberty Yoga was born. Um, our best known um, product is our cork yoga mat, which is very versatile. It's uh, not just for yoga, but for Pilates and other workouts. And most of our yoga products are made from cork, which means that it can withstand a sweaty workout. But what I'm most proud of is that it is free from synthetic plastics. Oh, wow. That is, I don't think people ever think about that. Usually people who are into yoga are into not just being healthy, but being sustainable and caring about the environment. And we never think about the fact that the products that we're using in this healthy practice are not so healthy themselves and have, you know, a, a bad effect on um, the things that we care about in terms of the environment. So you mentioned that your best-selling product is a cork yoga mat. How did you determine what products you wanted to make? Well, we actually started as a, a sustainable yoga brand. 
But uh, I soon realized that sustainability in itself just wasn't enough and it became meaningless. And uh, I felt that uh, we needed to make uh, a really big change when it comes to um, creating solutions to the climate crisis. And so I started to do more research. I started to just dig deeper and I came across the circular economy. And what that means is that uh, you're designing your products uh, to last longer and you're designing your products using reclaimed materials so that it can be reused over and over again. And so our goal is to build a 100% circular business model. And uh, what that means is that we have uh, turned to using reclaimed materials instead of virgin resources. And to do this, we have also partnered with TerraCycle as well as Select Yoga Studios uh, to collect, uh, to recycle, as well as upcycle unwanted yoga mats, uh, as well as sporting goods into new products that we're developing. And uh, we are also looking into just ensuring that uh, we're just sustainable all around, um, looking at our manufacturing process, looking at how we source our materials, but also how we design our materials. Being circular meaning means that we should build things to last longer. And for us, uh, being green means that it should last longer. So I, I want everyone to understand what you just said there, that you're working with TerraCycle, and that means that people can take any current yoga mat they have, no matter what the brand is, and take it to a participating you know, yoga boutique and be able to leave that there for recycling that you guys will then turn into new products, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so we have been very um, grateful for the yoga studio partners that we have worked with as collection points, where you can drop off you know, your old yoga mat or any yoga mat, we'll just take it off your hands. And of course, you'll get a $20 gift card to shop on our website. So it's a win-win for everyone. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned that you had done a lot of research into uh, materials such as cork and that it was a good choice for the yoga mat because it can withstand a sweaty workout. Can you talk us through the process of determining the materials, the production, um, and the packaging for your products to make sure that everything lived up to your ideals of environmental stewardship? Yeah. Um, you know, really going back to, you know, our goal of being a 100% circular yoga brand, um, just uh, making sure that we're focused on uh, not just uh, sourcing sustainable materials, but also how we design our products. And uh, so we realized that you know, it was important that we design things to last longer so that it, at the end of its useful life, uh, that it can still be recycled and used over and over again. And that's what it means to be circular. And so that's why it was important to partner with recyclers so that we can ensure that we took accountability for the use, the end of our products, the end of the useful life of our products. And uh, also, um, making sure that uh, it is designed in such a way that it can be easily broken down and recycled. Most uh, products or materials that are out there, the reason why it's very difficult for recyclers to recycle it is because it's how it's made and how it's designed. Um, it cannot be easily um, recycled because, for example, the materials are intertwined or they're made from 
more than one colors. And so it's important that you design that it's monochrome, making sure that it's simply designed and you don't um, mix the materials so that it can be recycled at the end of its useful life. And that's what we have set out to do. Yeah, I don't, I, that's certainly something that I'm learning for the first time that, you know, if you have more than one color or more than one type of plastic in it, it's harder to recycle. And so, um, you know, I love that even in the design phase, you guys are making decisions that will affect how sustainable the product is. Um, you also partner with certain manufacturers though, to make sure that the production process is sustainable, right? That's correct. Um, you know, having a green business, it actually means that you have to find the right manufacturing partners and right suppliers that are not just sustainable, but they're aware of your environmental goals and they can uh, um, provide the sustainable materials that are needed for your products. And so it is a very erroneous process, but uh, um, it's definitely worth it, especially if um, you want to stick to your environmental goals. And then what um, are the considerations when it comes to packaging your products? Well, we are a plastic-free company. And so this is something that we have communicated to our manufacturers in terms of making sure that not just our materials doesn't contain plastic, but also the packaging doesn't contain plastic. And also taking care of how we ship our products, um, making sure that we use recyclable materials, we use um, materials that can still be broken down at the end of its useful life. So those are things that we take into consideration. It's just not the design of our products, but also um, throughout the supply chain process from the, um, the production as well as the delivery of our products. Yeah. As you talk through that, I think about, you know, all the different decisions that have to go into it and all the different steps where you could run into challenges. Um, starting any business is difficult, but your commitment to doing this in an ecologically responsible way sometimes made it harder for you. So what are some of the challenges you faced growing a sustainable business? Wow. Well, that's a good question. I would actually say that uh, starting a sustainable business uh, um, is very expensive and uh, very time consuming. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of time to not only find the right materials, but also the right design for your product, but also finding the right manufacturers, the right suppliers who are not only just sustainable, but also aware of your environmental goals and also can provide the sustainable materials needed for the products. It's also very expensive with, uh, um, with respect to the material cost because uh, manufacturers that supply environmental products, they tend to charge more. And uh, there's also higher expenses with respect to implementing a green business model. But even though it's more expensive and... Uh, it actually takes a lot more steps to implement such a business model. It's actually worth it and it's very rewarding. And as you talk about it being more expensive, this is a business that you funded yourself, correct? Yeah. Um, fortunately, I had some savings. I actually migrated from Jamaica and I came to the US and I had some savings, fortunately. And I always wanted to start my business. And so 
with that savings, um, I decided to embark on my business. I actually did apply for loans and financing, but I was turned down. But I was disturbed. I was really determined to start this business. And uh, um, even though I got many no's when I was starting my business, it wasn't going to deter me from starting my business. And uh, I continued to bootstrap my business and uh, rely on sales to reinvest in my business, to invest in future um, endeavors. And uh, that's where we are today. One of the other challenges I know that you came across is in sourcing um, some of these sustainable materials. Um, in fact, didn't you have a problem getting the cork and, uh, you know, not have any products to be able to sell for like the all of 2020? How does a business <laughs> survive that? So, even though we launched in 2020, we didn't have any products because of the pandemic. Um, you know, we actually ordered our products and waited, I think, six months. Actually, no, it was eight months for it to arrive because there were several shutdowns in Europe. Um, our cork is actually sourced in Portugal. And uh, I think there was around three shutdowns in, um, in Europe. And of course, um, it's sent over to Taiwan for final lamination. And of course, you know, they had their own shutdowns and there are also shipping delays. And so it actually took many months. But, you know, we actually decided to just, uh, you know, focus on brand awareness during that time. And we also partnered with a nonprofit um, called Conscious Alliance that was actually um, doing a... Um, a drive to um, help families that were impacted by COVID. And so we actually did have uh, um, this Earth, these Earth Day t-shirts on hand and we actually donated it to them so that, you know, to help with their cause. So we actually just focused on philanthropic efforts as well as marketing during that time, even though we didn't have a product. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, on the flip side, there have been some things that have really helped move your business forward. How has working with Amazon helped you build and grow your business? With Amazon, we have had such a huge platform to showcase not only our products, but also our purpose. Uh, through our Amazon storefront, we have been able to constantly update it so that we can provide a better buyer experience. And also the positive reviews that we have gotten from our loyal customers it has really helped to boost our sales and also help to get more referrals for future business. We have also gotten ad support from Amazon as well as support with respect to improving our listing and improving our sales. So that has been really helpful. Right now, Amazon is somewhere that everyone shops at. And so we're really proud of the fact that we have been a part of this huge buyer platform. Yeah. You participated in Prime Day this year, That's right? correct. Um, it, you know, Prime Day... And what... Yeah, I mean, it was... Uh, I, I, I was just really overwhelmed with the fact that our sales actually increased. I believe it was... Uh, between you know four to five almost 500 percent increase in sales and we have never had that happen and you know we're you know a startup that started in the midst of the pandemic and so you know even though prime day you know we, we're we're just coming out of the pandemic and uh, we were just grateful that you know we had a boost in sales during that period 
Yeah. 500% is a little bit more than a boost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <sure>. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you um, also participated in their Black Business Accelerator, correct? Absolutely. And uh, I think uh, that also helped with, uh, you know, building our business. You know, I don't think we would have had as much brand recognition had it not been for the Black Accelerator program. Um, you know, as a, you know, as a small business, and I even mentioned earlier that I had to bootstrap my business. I don't have uh, the money to invest in PR. I don't have the money to invest in a lot of marketing initiatives. And had it not been for Amazon Black Accelerator, I don't even think I would have even had opportunity to even speak with you. So, you know, I'm certainly grateful for the opportunity. I'm certainly grateful for the opportunity to just uh, be able to communicate our brand's purpose and using our storefront to um, be able to reach a wide audience that we wouldn't have otherwise reached. Yes. Absolutely. As we talk about growing your business, um, you're also trying to reach beyond um, direct consumers and to build out a, a business to business portion of your business. Can you talk to us about yeah. that? Yeah. So when we initially started our business, we started as a DTC company um, selling our website, selling on third party marketplaces, including Amazon. However, my goal for the business was never just to remain a small business. It was always to expand. And I felt that in order to do so, we had to penetrate the market. So we initially started with selling to yoga studios, but we decided that we needed to expand the B2B space in order to realize uh, that uh, um, growth potential for our business. And so we set out to sell our products in uh, yoga studios, boutiques, uh, retail stores. And so we recently hired a distribution company to help us with that effort. And uh, we're still expanding into other marketplaces, but I believe that a multi-channel approach is something that will really help us with our growth and in terms of helping for us to communicate our mission in terms of uh, environmentalism, in terms of uh, making people aware of uh, the climate crisis and also the circular economy and to help people to participate in the circular economy by supporting sustainable brands. Speaking of your mission, not only do your products help consumers reduce, reuse, and recycle, but your company actively supports the environment as a member of 1% for the planet. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah. So when we launched our business, the first thing I set out to do was to become a member of 1% for the planet. And uh, with that, we have partnered with a nonprofit, which is called One Tree Planted, which means that for every product sold, a tree is planted. And uh, we are very proud of that partnership. And we are always looking to expand our environmental nonprofits. As a small business, you know, we're just starting with one nonprofit, but we hope to expand our other environmental initiatives and uh, also partner with other nonprofits. But uh, it's been really tremendous and uh, we have been really grateful for that partnership. Renee, I love your story. It is so uh, not just purposeful, but scrappy. I mean, really starting in the pandemic, bootstrapping your own business, making sure that at 
every stage of the company. It is living up to your values. So I'm sure you've learned a lot <laughs> in these past couple of years. And I'm going to ask you to share some of that wisdom with um, the women listening to us, um, especially other social entrepreneurs who are solving the world's problems through their businesses. What advice can you share with them? Wow, that's a really good question because uh, I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out myself. Uh, you know, I... You know, I'm an immigrant. I'm also a black female. But, and so there have been many hurdles in starting a small business, but it has really been very rewarding. I believe that uh, it can be very overwhelming to start a small business, but you have to start something in order to realize whatever you're trying to do. And uh, I believe that you don't necessarily have to have a unique idea or a perfected product, or even the skill sets to be an entrepreneur. I believe that uh, just being a business owner, you will learn things along the way. And you will always uh, be able to experiment with your business model, experiment with your products, uh, and learn new skills along the way. And so I just believe that uh, you will continue to grow and learn. And so you don't necessarily have to feel that uh, you're going to know it all. And uh, I just really think that, uh, I just think that no matter what is stacked against you, just focus on your dream and you can make it happen. Thank you so much, Renee, for sharing your small business success story. Everyone out there, please take a look at the company website, justlivity.com. And that's just L-I-V-I-T-Y dot com. You can also follow them on Facebook at Livity Yoga or Instagram at Livity dot yoga. Check out the podcast channel on blackenterprise.com to find Sisters Inc. and other podcasts from Black Enterprise editors, writers, and experts. Be sure to subscribe to Sisters Inc. on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or YouTube. And if you like what you hear, show us some love by leaving a five-star review or put a sister on by spreading the word. This is Elisa Gums with Sisters Inc. for Black Enterprise. Thank you for listening. <laughs>